won't keep you too long, Maria. It's an absolute pleasure. Again, like I said, thank you for taking the time to do this, especially considering the period. We are, of course, on a home stretch for a record release. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? Uh, excited. It's, oh God, just a few days left and I'm really excited. Looking forward to the reactions. Mm, that's always going to be the fun part, isn't it? How about the whole yeah. camera? How about the rest of the band? Everyone doing well as we approach, of course, the 10th of June and the release of Ron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone is really, really excited. Uh, we are still working on something currently that is going to be released on Friday as well. So we are right in the work mode still. We're not finished yet <laughs> with everything. Um, and that makes us a little, not anxious, but... <clears throat> Yeah, a little anxious, I mean, I would say, like a little stressed because we want everything to be finished. And um, but we are also really excited for yeah, for the release and finally share it with everyone. And everyone is really excited. Yeah, I mean, I, I would hope so as well. But it's it's the it's working on something that's gonna be part of the uh, release package on the Friday. Isn't that almost a good thing, a distraction rather than just effectively sitting in your hands and waiting for the day to come? um yeah i mean i wouldn't be bored let's say like this i would absolutely not be bored if we didn't do that um but it is it is a nice thing because it's still so present you're still so confronted with with the album and with with the songs and um so you're right in there still you're not like oh we did this i forgot all about it we did this months ago we're still right right in the topic and that makes it feel relevant and present to us well that's great to hear it's always interesting as well because of course when you're talking to an artist in a, uh in the build to a release whatever it might be of course that music isn't necessarily fresh and new to you but we always find most artists bands say that this period refreshes re- re-energizes them for the music they made maybe even a year two years ago mm-hmm Yes, exactly. Yeah, kind. Yeah, it's really refreshing. Or, yeah, we were also able to still put um, new ideas in there because it's so recent and it is really still really. I, I feel like this is a good representation of what we are now and who we are now because we were able to like kind of adapt a few things for for Friday for what's going to be released <laughs> and. Um, yeah, that's that makes me really happy because it's really, really um, current. Yeah. And then it's nice. I would always love to immediately publish something right after I do it because I change so much in like in a short time. Uh, I, I always grow so fast. I feel like like so much happens in such a short time. And that's why I would love to always put out everything I create immediately because life is so short. And um, yeah, I'm so happy that I will now be able to release or we will now be able to release this album because I waited a while. (laughs) (laughs) Waiting. It feels like that's been part and parcel of the last couple of years. In fact, talking about Future Palace in general, it feels like a lot of recent times for the band has been dominated by the covid period the debut album Mm -hmm. escape in 2020 and now the other side of it so to speak as we reach run how have you guys coped as a unit throughout this incredibly challenging period and what if anything helped get you through it um i think the way we cope with it was just writing an album (laughs) that's really what we did and that distracted all of us and that gave us hope 
for something new to create and to publish at some point. And it also kept us busy and also kept Future Palace going because we had to cancel our tours. All of our life plans were completely vanished. And um, yeah, that's what gave us point, like a, the point again of Future Palace. We just just started doing this album and we had something to do for these past two years and we're completely busy with it, but also really happy because we were able to, um, yeah, analyze, not analyze, but like, um, I don't know, get all of our emotions out with these songs and um, get our, yeah, get our feelings out with writing music because it was a shitty time. I was really depressed at that time and these songs really helped me to get through this time so much better. And I think also for Manuel, who wrote most of the instrumentals, I think it was the same. A lot of things also happened in our private lives and that really helped us to just, yeah, get along with it. And um, that, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. The music really helped us. Uh, and I hope it will now help others as well when they listen to it and that they can hear the realness from this album. And um, yeah, we were just excited for these new songs. We really li like our new album. <laughs> we really like the new songs. We really think we improved a lot from Escape or we just personally like them a lot more stylistically. And um, we were all so hyped and that was such a positive thing carrying us through this time. I'm glad to hear that. It is awesome that, that you had that focus. It is something obviously all musicians could have focused on, but there's also this, not necessarily concern, but idea that albums that are coming out after the sort of more horrendous point of the COVID period are almost based in that time and become become a time capsule for that period. Having listened to the album, I don't necessarily mm -hmm. feel that's the case with Future Palace. You said yourself, it's more of a snapshot as well of where you are now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not a it's not like a thing oh, that God. only works in that time. It is something. I mean, the album is not about the pandemic or something, or it is about our lives and especially or a lot about my life. And um, the only thing the pandemic helped me with was I finally had time and silence to think about or feel what I actually feel like because mm. there was no distraction. And this album was just really pure with, yeah, about what I felt in these situations or like flashbacks I had or hopes and fears I had. And I think a lot of people had similar experiences, but it's still relatable in any time you, you can think of, I think uh, still today when all these songs are published, I can still absolutely 100% relate to them. And even before this pandemic happened, I would have probably related to them. So yeah. it is, it is uh, really irrelevant what time it was written at, but I mean, it has parts and influences of it, but it is still about life in general. Yeah. That's good because I, I, none of us really want to get stuck on that specific period of time. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's got to have inspired and create uh, uh, tons of art, be it music or whatever. But it, it's nice to be also kind of thinking about life bigger, grander, mm -hmm. not just focus on those couple of years. One of the things uh, we regularly hear and talk to Bands Nice about that period is that obviously when gigs got canceled and everything came to a grinding halt in the music business, a lot of bands struggled uh, to kind of make headway online. Everybody had to go online and try and stay relevant future palace didn't seem to struggle in fact you are a rarity and it seemed to have benefited from the online focus that occurred 
has do you notice that and has it been easy to keep that momentum going um i'm not sure how far we've benefited from it um we i think we just made the best we could out of the mm. situation so we try to get a benefit from it <laughs> let's say this like this because um i mean maybe a few more people consumed in this time listened a lot more to music or videos uh, or watched videos but I'm not sure. I have no comparison. That's that's the issue. I have no comparison. Um, but I think we had a few months before the pandemic happened when we released things. And I don't see a huge difference. I just see a difference how we worked and how we we, we just try to improve all the time. I do like social media management as a part-time job. And of course that, um, I, or I got that job at March, 2021. And from that day on, of course, I tried to improve our social media presence and try to look from it from a different point of view. And um, also our label wanted us to use this time and maybe do TikTok, for example, which we would have probably not have started without them asking us. And um, yeah, we did all of that and all these different, um, yeah, efforts make it the bigger picture, like little efforts here and there and there, like Twitter, TikTok, Spotify, playlisting. We just did all we could and used every platform that we could and try to use the time as efficient as we could when we were not able to play. We would, I was actually, we were sitting here every day, everyone would record five TikToks every day and so we could post all the time so it was almost like a influencer part-time job or full-time job almost so we really 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 try to keep going keep going and keep going so we made a benefit out of it i would say that yeah. is incredible um <laughs> incredible again talking generally um it's a struggle for a lot of people a lot of bands a lot of artists to connect with the online world, particularly as changing algorithms and the difficulty of so many platforms. Mm -hmm. And you describe it so well that you, Future Palace sounds like you you understand what's needed yeah. as much as possible. But with that, then I have to ask this question. Do you enjoy it? Doing a social media? <laughs> um, okay, I have to say my bandmates, especially Johannes, he hates it. He hates it, especially TikTok. He doesn't like it at all. He doesn't understand it. And there is an age gap between us, even though I don't want to make them sound old or me super young. There is an age gap of around 11 years with me and Manuel, for example. Mm -hmm. So I am almost a different generation. And I, I, I grew up as a digital native, you would call it. And um, I use a lot of these apps in my free time anyways. And I used to be like really addicted to social media. I used to be a YouTuber. Yeah, just recently I, I kind of stopped, but I had all of that always in my life. And I see the, the um, not the purpose, but I see the benefits of what these apps can give you. And to me, um, I now, it, it used to be more fun and free time for me, but now it kind of switched because I also noticed how unhealthy it can be for you. And now I see it more as like work, but I try to make fun of, like, I love creative things. I love doing pictures and editing them. So it's always, I try to combine both of it and have fun with it. But to be honest, it's not as much fun anymore as it used to be since it's also my part-time job. And, um, it is it is sometimes I like having a break from social media and I enjoyed being on stage now and not having to like plan in all these posts and think about what we're going to do in the next month. So just enjoying our time on stage and being a free artist was really 
nice <laughs> these oh, well, past two months yeah like a holiday almost to yeah. a, just a back to some sense of normality yeah. or like a different i think this this job as i would call it it has so many different aspects that people don't even see mm -hmm. like there's so much we do ourselves it's crazy you have to be like an all-rounder really it's really crazy even though we're signed at a label we still do so many things on our own and um you learn so much doing it and um yeah it's just nice to see uh how much you learn like social like on social media you see what goes well what doesn't go well and um it benefits you for other parts in your life as well like marketing wise you you get a bigger knowledge um but yeah if it's fun it is to me it is it is okay it is it's not as horrible as horrible as for the other guys i think because i am also mainly now trying to do it but um yeah, I think it depends on the app on the day. Some posts are more fun than the others, but it's really fun to share beautiful moments. That is that's really nice. Like the tour posts were really yeah. cool to see the feedback. Um, and now when you have something to share, it is really nice. Not when you're forced to. I don't like that part when you're forced to stay active. But if you have something to say and share, I love it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, something interesting. Something's going to engage as well. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, a great example of that is uh, Rod, the 12 tracks and the, the singles that have been released up to this point. Mm -hmm. Now, universally positive reactions to all the songs that have come up to this point. Has that helped ease your nerves about how the overall record will be received when you see those comments and love for those songs? Yeah, I am... Um... I think the people will like the album. I think also some might be a little confused that it's not all in all heavy because we released a lot of heavy songs of this album because we really like them. But this entire album is not like super heavy. There are so many like not not ballads, but like rock ballads and um, or more alternative rocky kind of songs. <laughs> and um, so people should not be expecting a full metal album now because we were we, we got heavier with these past singles. Um, but I think they will still enjoy it because it's still Future Palace and it still has this new vibe. And um, it should show you that we can do both and you could enjoy both. But I think they, they will like it because we like it. And so far we re just released things we like and received such good feedback so we got more confident with our own opinions and one of my favorite songs is still unreleased so i'm really excited for that one to it's good to know yeah, well. reach people days i mean the, the expectations of a fan base is always going to uh creative people and particularly when it comes to the second album one of the more interesting things i've noticed uh paying attention on your social media and stuff is the glut of new fans that are coming in and hearing you for the first time mm -hmm. this album whereas escape might have been you guys moving off the starting blocks this is you kind of moving with a bit more speed and intent. What is the Future Palace mindset when it comes to delivering on the expectations of your already positioned fan base, but also, of course, moving forward? Um, we we just really do what we want mostly. We don't we don't think about expectations. We think it's when we think about it, we think about it more funny. Like, oh god, what are they going to supposed to think of us after loco loco? Or like, we just laughed about it because we didn't think much about it. I mean, especially because Escape never had a big stage or actually never went on stage because we never toured for Escape. So we were op absolutely open and free writing. Yeah. And um, yeah, there weren't 
I mean, we were a little scared that people might jump off the Future Palace train because there are now screams in there. And also when releasing a world in tears, for example, we were a little scared, to be honest, because we just released heavier songs for the first time. And then we were like, oopsie, sorry, there's a world in tears. And uh, we also do that. So um, yeah, because when people were introduced by songs such as Paradise or something that are really heavy, and then listen to a world in tears we noticed that most people were like what <laughs> what is going on why is there such a big difference but that is kind of what we are we are really um diverse we are really have really different sounds within this one album and that is what it's supposed to re represent a world in tears is also part of run just as flames and paradises so we really just did what we liked and it makes sense when you listen to the album i think of yeah. course, I also, you know, there's an, uh, a desire within the rock metal world, as it were, to label a band, you mm -hmm. know, uh, so, but you guys, I mean, this is your second album, it's far mm -hmm. too early to label you in that regard, of course, yeah. do what you want, well, in five albums time, who knows what you'll sound like. True, yeah, I love de developing our sound and changing it's like an evolution of of our band um and as just as we change as human beings uh the music will change as well you will you will go through different things you will listen to different music and that it just makes sense that artists also change i think but um ron is also still ron also or should also have parts of escape in it from the sound so most of others uh, an escapish vibe to them or some of them like roses for example because they're just clean singing only most of them and um we still like that and we still want to show people that that's also still us and you can actually have both worlds or even three four worlds with us combined and yeah enjoy an album i hope that some or like my goal is always to have people from a new genre find us and be like i wouldn't have expected to like this but i like it if i hear something like this i think we did something right because i love when people say you're the heaviest band i listen to or someone would say you're the softest band i listen to and that's awesome because both of them would meet at a concert and that would be really amazing <laughs> it guarantees this wonderful world where you can fit on any bill you want because it <laughs> is not niche specifics to the band mm -hmm. of course i mean bigger subject really about Ron obviously it explores the aftermath of a uh, toxic relationship and the struggle that follows that and that is a hefty subject to portray but yeah. one that will resonate it's quite a balancing act to contextualize such a vast idea with something that is of course so very personal to so many different people mm -hmm. it works and works incredibly well I have to ask you, how did you go about reaching this balance? And where did you find yourself struggling, if at all? Um, I didn't even realize that there's such a balance. Mm. I, I didn't realize it until now, probably. <laughs> because, I mean, um, parts of it or like reason for the balance might be that we also, I'm not alone, I'm not a solo artist and I cannot only, or I don't want to only have my stories completely on the album. So in some songs, there were Manuel's stories when, or he told me his story while writing the song, his emotion, I understood and I kind of mixed the stories together for like songs such as Dead Inside, for example, or Wounds. I kind of got both messages and 
tried to make a new not story out of it i tried to write it in a way that you can relate to different situations but but yeah i i wrote it from my point of view about depression he maybe uh, wrote the song because of a breakup or whatever and then we created this one song and i tried to write it in a way that you could relate to it no matter what relation uh, or what relationship what situation you were in that you can see it from different point of views and that happened for like a few songs but most of them were actually just real my stories like defeating gravity flames paradise heads up all straight up my stories um but also a song like a world in tears that was actually i think johannes once said he really really wanted a song about climate change he really wanted a different topic for once and because that's a topic that really they that we really think about often both of us johannes and i are vegan and we try to live a sustainable lifestyle as much as we can and i thought okay how can i combine once again i tried to combine it how can i combine this topic of climate change and also mental health mm. and how do i put myself in there and that's kind of what i did with a world in tears and that might be the reason that it feels balanced because yeah it's not only stories told it is sometimes a few topics mixed together and tried to make yeah try to make sense out of it somehow mm, yeah but how i felt while writing it that's also something you ask right mm. how it made me feel um it was really therapeutic for me yeah. yeah that's what i mostly say i mean it makes sense it was like confronting but i was able to i think writing helps so much when you don't feel good it does for me at least yeah and then writing down these songs and thoughts of course it feels like destructive because you just read what you think and you're like whoa i i think really badly of me or i don't feel really i don't feel well and i don't even notice sometimes but after I read something of, like or some of my song lyrics, I'm like, wow, OK, I felt really shit at that time. That's crazy. So you reflect as well. And um, it just helped me so much to get all of this mess out of me, all of these weights and heavy, dark thoughts and make some some songs out of it and make something nice out of it in the end of the day. Um, but also still performing them. It fe feels like such a relief. It's like you like you scream it out. It is amazing. It's like getting out of this emotion, like pouring it out. Yeah. Expressing that emotion and getting that out over time as an mm -hmm. artist yourself and I guess uh, your knowledge of the rest of the band as well. Is that something that's getting easier? Um, I think I think it depends on how you feel on that day, because once again, life keeps changing and moving and things happen. And even on that tour, uh, something happens in my family. That was pretty, pretty rough that I like someone, somebody in my family died. And I, yes, I, I heard it on tour and that gave me an entirely different perspective on, on that day, on these songs. And of course that makes it harder once again, because yeah, so it hits you back, uh, in that moment. And, but still, I still performed on that day and it helped me because i was able to get it out once again you have to confront yourself you have to get it out and i was able to still make something nice out of it to still have like it made sense it made sense to experience this pain or whatever and i was able to share it with others and give them strength or show them look you can still keep going you can can make something out of this and i think it actually does get easier after time because you kind of get used to it of course talking about these topics and doing it and um, 
that you have to be careful that you don't start doing a show i think at some point it, it, mm. i always try to reconnect every time i sing these songs i try to feel them right. every time yeah and that might be a thing that some people might go numb at some point and don't associate i think that's normal but i i i would really love to have every show with the same energy and so far that went really well and it worked I, it just worked i never cried on stage yet so that's pretty cool <laughs> I think yeah. it's more from a fan perspective uh, in a live audience, for example, as well. While you will have your, uh, you will have many that will connect on a more emotional level. There'll be plenty as well that are just enjoying musically what you guys are doing. And I think there's nothing wrong with that as well, because there's a sense of dramatics that comes with both the music and the videos that have accompanied some of what you've done up to this point. Something that mm -hmm. adds uh, weight to runs individual tracks as much as anything else about those videos. How much planning and work has gone into them? And I'll choose an example for you. Flames. Mm -hmm. Flames. Flames is an example I want to use. Awesome. Yeah, Flames. Uh, fun fact, I, I, I mentioned that earlier in other interviews, but we did uh, Hats Up, Paradise and Flames together with Pavel. Uh, he's a director and videographer um, from Latvia. Really great guy. He really did amazing work with other artists as well. And we shot... Um, three music videos in four days with him. So hats up Paradise and Flames. So the planning was insane. It was kind of insane. We pre-planned everything as much as we could, did the mood boards together with him. That was my first time having a new um, person to work with. We used to work with our old friend, Bipo, Philip. <laughs> he used to do our old videos. And with Pavel, that was our first time having someone completely out of our private zone, out of our friend zone, whatever, that worked with us. So someone who was professional and it was a new experience to try to convey our ideas and visions to him. Because back then I even um, also did the scripts, I did the entire mood boards. I kind of almost tried to explain everything I wanted in detail. And this time we had to kind of let go and also trust the, the artist, I would say. I think that's also an art. Um, him to to also do his part and give him the freedom so i wasn't able to do like or i didn't do the script this time i just gave us some ideas like we want to have a forest i like the projector idea i would like to have a projector with flames behind us i had the idea with the costume and um with the roses and the bathtub like i i gave him like we threw in all these ideas originally we wanted to burn the bathtub in a forest but that wasn't that wasn't possible legally <laughs> we were almost almost gonna do it but no 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 this is not that wasn't possible legally and we had to work with our budget of course and with the short time we had and we were also really dependent on the weather for flames because just a few shots were inside a studio. The rest was really in a forest that a fan of us owned. That was a really crazy side story. Mm. And um, yeah, and that, that was the planning pretty much. So we kind of had to, I kind of had to let go of my like ideas, mm. like, or like my control, my control kind of. Yeah, I had to let go of my control and we had to trust him with the looks, but we, yeah, we together, we worked on the visions and mostly I have like the, these visions in my head already with, with the yeah, flames and what colors I wanted and stuff like that. And I think he also added a few great things with perspectives or 
for example, in the intro or at some spots, you can see me being in the forest and then there's different versions of me running around. And that's something he did. I didn't even think about it, but I think it adds such a nice, crazy touch to the to the video. And um, yeah, it's really cool when people get your ideas and can work with them. I yeah. blown away then when you saw the end result of, of the, that four days of shooting. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I mean... It is interesting. It is they they do look similar. I think you can tell. So, I, I'm not sure if you, you can tell that they were shot one after one. I hope not. Um, but that they kind of have a sim similar vibe. I think so. When when we got Paradise, we weren't as much surprised with Heads Up because we already understood how the look was, and then we personally liked I think Flames the most almost from the three videos, because. It looked different somehow to us. I don't know why it looked, it had like a different touch to it once again. And um, it looked interesting somehow. I, I loved how the ideas worked. I also had the idea with uh, fairy lights in a forest. And it's just so nice when an idea just works out. That's such a satisfying freaking feeling, especially because on set we had a few issues. The We had like haze and fog that we had in the forest, but it was too cold for the fog to uh, spread in the forest. And it always disappeared in like a few seconds. So we had to shoot and shoot again. <sighs> and we actually thought there's not going to be one single scene of the set in the video. And he made it work still. Um, but we were like, oh shit, is this going to work? Like, oh, that was such a stressful experience sometimes. But yeah, we were really, uh, really excited with the videos in the end. It's just part of an incredible package that is this album run. Um, you know, I think it's an immense album and I can Thank feel... You not just from uh, the fan perspective, but from you as talking to you in this interview, how excited you are about it too. Mm -hmm. And what's really cool is of course, is that the album comes out on Friday the 10th and the work does not stop there. Of course, yeah. looking ahead, the UK gets to experience music live come September. Mm -hmm. You're this way with Battle Beast, a huge tour all over Europe actually, really, yeah. really big. Getting uh, goosebumps is crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, incredible. Uh, and the simple last question is, are you looking forward to that trip? Yes, absolutely. So now I've experienced the tour life again, yeah. at her headline tour, support tour. And um, I absolutely can't wait to play these songs live, honestly. We've waited for so long now and I'm really hyped, especially going to England and the English speaking countries. They will probably, as I think, understand the lyrics maybe even deeper. And it is cool because I write in English, but I haven't visited, uh, the yeah, like as a band. I haven't visited England as a band ever. And that will be our first time. And this is so exciting. And also like Italy. And it is honestly a dream come true. And I it feels surreal, but I'm super freaking excited, honestly, yeah. That's incredible. Before you go, I just have to mention that uh, you're the second artist in the space of two weeks who said a very similar thing there, which really? is obviously is in English. Mm -hmm. um, so that obviously an English speaking country will often connect with it in a different way. Yeah, Landmarks, mm -hmm. uh, the, mm -hmm. the vocalist from Landmarks said exactly the same thing. Ah, okay. Cool. And I've never heard that said like that before. So the fact that you wow. said that really like just kind of take me back. That's funny. Okay, wow. Yeah, I mean, maybe, um, I don't know. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're both yeah, doing no, awesome, yeah. awesome work. Um, yeah. Maria, thank, thank you so you. much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate thank your time. Thank you for having me. It was a really nice experience and I can't wait for all these reactions. And yeah, really excited. <laughs> thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on GBHBell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr.
Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash GBHBL as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal. What else is life for?